you know that's all we need all we need is a touch from him all we need is Jesus come on give the Lord some praise today we should be thankful that that's all we need today you know if this is your first time here or your first time watching online we're not just putting on a show we actually believe that we serve a risen king. Does anybody else believe that today? Hallelujah. We serve a way maker. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what's going on in my world. My God's still on the throne. My king of kings is still sitting on high. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Lord. We worship you today, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to jump right into the word today. 1 Samuel 17 and 37. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go and the Lord be with you. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk to you today about lions, giants, and bears. Oh my. Hallelujah. Everybody say that with me. Lions, giants, and bears. Oh my. Oh my Jesus. Because it doesn't matter how many lions, giants, and bears are out there. My Jesus is on our side today. Hallelujah. If I had to put a subtitle under this, it would be reigning with the king. And you all may be seated today. Hallelujah. Reigning with the king. We're going to talk about King David. If I ever want to put myself in the pastor's good graces, I just got to preach about David. <laughs> I know he's going to give and preach with me if I'm talking about David. Because David is a great man of God in the Bible. David is known for being the man after God's own heart. This past week in the youth group, I talked about having a heart for God. I talked to our youth about making sure that we have a heart that longs after God. It's so important in our life. But David was a man after God's own heart. So I've thought a lot about what that statement means. What does it mean to be a man after God's own heart? That means that David was made from God's heart. He had a piece of God's heart in him. He knew things about God that we don't get sometimes. It's important for us to look at the life of David and see how he views God. Because he viewed God in a different way than we do a lot of times in our life. But David was a mighty man of God. And we're going to be looking at this story about him fighting a giant in chapter 17 here but before before we get to that if you're looking at your bible in your hands the chapter right before 17 where we're going to is where david is anointed to be king over all of israel 
The man of God shows up and David has an encounter with God and he's anointed to be the king over Israel. And it says that the spirit of the Lord came heavily upon him. Oh, hallelujah. If we got some giants raising up in our life, we better have the spirit of the Lord heavily upon us. That's the only way we're going to make it through. And that's the only way David made it through in this situation here. So I want to read a little bit about this story. And I know we've probably all heard the story about David and Goliath. We've all heard this story of David fighting Goliath. So I'm going to tell you a story we've already seen today, but the Holy Spirit enlightened me on a couple of things here that I'm going to bring and point out to you guys. So we're going to start in verse 32. Verse 33, verse 32. David comes before king. He comes before King Saul. And, he and there's this giant that's bringing war against the children of Israel. But David, anointed by God, full of the Holy Spirit, he stands up and says, I will go fight him. He tells the king, don't worry about this Philistine. I will go fight him. But the king says, don't be ridiculous. There is no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. He's been a man of war since his youth. A lot of times that happens to us in life. We get anointed full of the Holy Spirit. God speaks to me and tells me what I got to go do. And I get ready to go take care of God's business. And then other people around you say, you know what? I don't think you can pull that off. You're just a little boy. You're looking at a giant across there. You're looking at something that's been fighting ever since it was born. And you're just a little boy. How are you going to go out there and fight this man? But we know David was anointed. We know that the spirit was heavily upon David. And David had some understanding about God that I'm going to point out to us tonight because we need to have the same understanding of who we serve. We're not serving a little God. He may be a big giant, but I serve a bigger God. Hallelujah. But David persisted and he says, I have been taking care of of my father's sheep and goats. So here's the first thing that David says. He says, listen, I can go fight this giant because I understand one thing. I understand what it's like to care for something that's smaller than me. I understand what it's like to take care of something that needs me. That's the characteristic of our God. David said, I understand how God is. That's why I can go fight this giant. I've been in his position where I've had things that were smaller that needed my help and needed my attention that I had to take care of. And he says, when a lion or a bear comes, oh, there's a roaring lion out there, right, people? There's a roaring lion seeking whom he may destroy. The Bible tells us that. It's a reference to the enemy, the devil. And God says here, yes, David says, I understand how God feels because when a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club. Oh. That's the God we serve. When the enemy's attacking you, he ain't sitting up there not caring. When he sees a lion or a bear coming after his child, he gets a club and he goes after it. We better know that about our God. 
He's not content with you being attacked. He's not happy with you going through something. He is a father to the fatherless. He's ready to go attack the enemy for what he's doing in your life. Hallelujah. We better start telling Papa what's going on. I better tell my father what's been going on. There's a lion over there, Dad. I need help. I need you to grab a club and go get him because that's his nature. That's how much God loves you. He doesn't sit back and just watch you go through things and not care. But he's like an angry father. You attack my kid, I'm going to go get you. And David says, I understand because I've been there. I've been the one that had to watch over something smaller. I've been the one that had to go get something when it was messing with my little ones. And he says, I go after it with a club and I rescue the lamb from its mouth. God's a rescuer. David understood he's a rescuer. He ain't going to leave you in the mouth of the lion. He's come to deliver you today. He says, I catch it by the jaw and I club it to death. God ain't going to let the enemy live. He ain't going to let the enemy live in your life and destroy you. He will grab him by the jaw and he will kill it right there. So you don't have to fight no more. Hallelujah. God doesn't call you to fight. God didn't anoint David to do this. He anointed him to be king. We are a holy priesthood. We are to reign in the kingdom. Hallelujah. It's time for God to start killing some lions and some bears in our life. He says, I've done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too. For he has defiled the armies of the living God. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I'm so grateful that when the enemy comes at me, he ain't really attacking me. It ain't that he just don't like me. It's that he's defying the living God. It's not that the enemy doesn't want you to have anything good in your life. He doesn't want God's word to come true in your life. He doesn't want the promises in this good book to come true in your life. So he's going to destroy everything he can. But my God's bigger. My God's bigger than the lion. My God's bigger than the bear. My God's bigger than the giants. Hallelujah. Lions, giants, and bears. Oh my. My God's still bigger. Hallelujah. The Lord who rescued me from all that can rescue me from this. So Saul finally contests and says, all right, go ahead, but may the Lord be with you. Because even Saul knew he better, he better have God on his side. He's going to need Jesus for this time. And we know this story. We know that Saul gives him his armor. He tells him, here, put this on. This will protect you. And, it, and David says, I can't fight in this. David had an understanding. I don't got to look like the pastor and act like the pastor for God to love me. I don't have to look perfect for God to save me. I don't got to have everything in order for God to look down and see love for me and rescue me from the mouth of the lion. You don't have to change anything about yourself for God to love you. He already loves you. He'll change some things about you for your benefit. He'll change some things about you so you can live comfortably. But he loves you. He's loved you from the first time he saw you. He loved you before you were born. When you were knitted in the womb, he was loving you. Hallelujah. And he ain't going to let no lion or no bear take you out. Hallelujah. We better know about God's character. 
We better know about God's character because if I don't understand God's character, I can think, well, I gotta, I gotta go through this. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be suffering. This giant, I guess I'm gonna have to go fight him on my own. But when I understand that God's will for my life is blessing upon blessing, God's will for your life is to reign in the kingdom with the king. Hallelujah. So his armor doesn't fit him. And David says, you know what? I don't need this. I've got it. I'm going to go. And we're going to pick it up in verse 40 here. Because David goes down and he picks out five smooth stones from the stream. And he puts them in his shepherd's bag. Now, I love it. I love the history. I love being able to search in the Bible and find these gems that you can't, you don't just read if you're just going through the pages. I love finding out that David had four other brothers. I love knowing that he grabbed five stones because he planned on taking all the enemies out. I love that this is our God. He doesn't just look at what's ahead. He looks way into the future. So there's times in our life where we pick up more stones than we need, and we don't understand. Why do I need five stones? It's one giant. And I don't even think a stone's going to help that. But we serve a God who's looking into our future, who's speaking into our future, who's not just going to make sure you're taken care of today, but he's going to make sure you're taken care of tomorrow and the next day and the next day until he returns hallelujah but it wasn't just the stones that he grabbed it says then armed only with the shepherd's staff and sling he started off across the valley to fight the philistine again david goes out not just with the stones but he brings with him his shepherd's staff to remind him of who God is. The shepherd's staff. The thing that guides the sheep where they need to be. The thing that stops them from hitting danger. The thing that is always an example of grace and love to the flock. He brings that out to fight the giant. Oh, because I don't need a sword. I don't need a stone. I don't need the things of this world. All I need is an example of God's grace and God's love in my life. And that'll destroy every enemy standing against you today. So he brings the, the staff and he brings the sling and he starts off across the valley. And Goliath walks out towards David with his shield bearer ahead of him. Of course, he already knew he needed a shield. Yeah, this guy's coming to me in the name of Jesus. I better put that shield bearer out front. But he puts the shield bearer out front and he follows behind towards this little boy, David. And sneering in contempt at the rugged faced boy, he shouts out at him. Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come fight me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his God. That's always the first thing the enemy does against you. As he starts talking bad about you. Who are you to come at me? You're just a dog. You ain't anything good. You ain't good enough to stop me. You ain't nothing. But he's not just a dog. Dogs weren't made in his image. We are, he was a human being made in the image of God. The very thing that God loves and desires. The enemy wants to convince you today that you're less than what God made you to be. 
but the enemy is a liar and that's the only trick he's got because you're made in God's image and he loves you and he sees you as precious and he will go after and kill a lion for you and a bear and a giant so he says to him and he curses him by his gods and he says come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals and Goliath yelled and then David replied to the Philistine you come to me with sword spear and javelin but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies. Hallelujah. I'm glad our God don't need earthly materials to win a war. He don't need a sword or a spear or a javelin. He has an army in heaven. Hallelujah. And that army fights for us. Hallelujah, Jesus. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. He had a sword, a spear, and a javelin. But that ain't nothing compared to our God. That ain't nothing compared to the name of Jesus. We're seeing some things form against us in our life. And it looks dangerous. And it's a sword. It's a spear. It can kill me. But you still got Jesus on your side. You still serve a God who makes giants fall. They can't hurt you. Hallelujah, Jesus. The God of the armies of Israel whom you have defiled. Today the Lord will conquer you and I will cut you, I will kill you and cut off your head. Again, he says God's gonna fight this battle but I'm gonna have to do some things in here too. I'm gonna have to make sure that this battle ends today. God's gonna defeat you but I, it's my job to kill you and to cut your head off and be done with this because I've been called to do something else. I haven't been called just to fight. I've been called to reign with the king. He says, and then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Hallelujah. Why does God want to deliver you from a lion and a bear and a giant? It's to show the world that there's still a God on the throne. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We shouldn't get so worried when a giant shows up. We should just think, oh, well, here's an opportunity. I get to show the world that he's still alive. I get to show the world that he's still in the business of killing giants. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord still rescues his people. Hallelujah. It's the same today, guys. It doesn't matter if it happened a long time ago. It's the same today in 2023. There's still giants around. There's still lions and bears out there. But there's still a God who fights our battles. There's still a God who's in the business of rescuing you out of its mouth. Hallelujah. But he doesn't rescue them with a sword or with a spear. He says he's in the business of rescuing people, but not with a sword and a spear. For this is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. So many times we think God's got to solve the problem the way we think it needs to be solved. God, it'd be easy for you just to put a sword in my hand here and I can handle it. But God doesn't need the things of this world to affect your life. He doesn't need a material sword to change your future. All he's got to do is speak. 
I don't need anything in your hand. All I got to do is speak and my word comes true. For this is the Lord's battle. We got to remember that in life. It's the Lord's battle. The giant may be standing in front of me, but it's the Lord's battle. This ain't my fight to win. I'm supposed to be reigning with the king. I didn't forget I was anointed. I was anointed by a man of God. I'm not here to do this. I'm not here to fight this war. I will if I have to, but it's the Lord's battle. It's the Lord who's going to bring the victory. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Now, I always get to this point. You know, sometimes when you're in a fight, everything slows down a little bit. Like everything goes in slow motion a little bit. We read it real fast. Oh, David got in a fight. He runs out. He attacked Goliath. Game over. But it doesn't go. And I picture it going a little bit different. Like David's walking out to meet him. And sometimes that's how it is in our life. Does anybody feel like they've been facing the same giant for a couple years? Like the same giant standing there. I've been running at him in slow motion. And I just can't get to him. But I'm in the middle of the war. I'm still in the middle of the fight, and we read it so fast, but I don't think it goes that fast. What if David's in the middle of this? You think he's a little bit like me, and he's like, why am I fighting this giant? Why am I fighting this giant? Like, I was just anointed to reign. I was just told I was going to be king. I'm not supposed to be fighting giants out here. Like, that's not what I'm called to. Has anybody else ever felt that way? You guys ever had giants in your life, and you wonder, why do I got to fight this giant? I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of him. I'm I'm not supposed to be fighting this. And I wonder if David felt that way at this moment, like we have several times. And then I remember, thank God for those Timothy classes. If you guys are missing those Timothy classes, you're missing some stuff, guys. We're learning some things there. And in in that class, the scripture jumped out to me. Paul's talking to Timothy and he tells him, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 8 through 13, he says, Always remember that Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. Oh, we better not forget that. We better never forget that. Because, yeah, we've got some giants in front of us, but he's already fought the biggest giant. He's already fought death itself, and he won that battle. What's the battle that I'm going through? Hallelujah. He was raised from the dead. And this is the good news that I preach. What we preach is the good news. Christ conquered death. He can kill your lion. He can kill your giant. He can kill your bear. He can kill anything. Because he conquered death itself. That's the good news that I preach. And because of this good news, I am suffering and have been chained like a criminal. Paul's like, oh, because of this good news... That's why I got this giant standing in front of me today. But the word of God cannot be chained. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter if I'm in chain. I'm still speaking the word of God. You can chain me up and I can still talk miracles into your life. Hallelujah. Every one of you can. Hallelujah. The good news can't be changed. Hallelujah. So I'm willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory to Christ Jesus, to those God has chosen. Hallelujah. That's why we're doing it. Why am I fighting this giant? Because I'm willing to fight a giant if it brings salvation to my brothers. If it shows them God's still on the throne, then I'm willing to go through it. 
And Paul says the same thing. I'm willing to go through it. This is a trustworthy saying. He says in verse 11, if we die with him, we also live with him. Oh, if we endure hardship, we will reign with him. Hallelujah. And he, so if I'm going through some stuff, it's okay. I've been anointed as king. I'm a child of the king. So it's all right if I'm going through a little bit. I get to reign with them for an eternity. I'm not going to worry about this little bear and this little lion, this little giant in front of me when I get an eternity in the kingdom. Hallelujah. It says, if we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, or if we deny him, he will deny us. And if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is. Hallelujah. We better know who he is. He's still a giant slayer. He's still an enemy destroyer. He's still a way maker. He's a miracle worker. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Even when we're unfaithful, even when we don't understand, he's still God on the throne. And he's never going to let us down. If you'll come play some music, I think we're about to close. I think there's some people that need a fresh anointing in Jesus' name today, right? We need some power of the Holy Ghost in our life. You don't know what giants are waiting out there for you, but I know one thing. You get anointed and full of the Holy Spirit, and you'll chop the head off every giant that shows up in your life. Hallelujah, Jesus. So it ain't over yet. He's running out. He's running out to fight him. He hasn't got there yet. The enemy's still alive at this point. And he reaches into his shepherd's bag and he takes out a stone and he hurls it with the sling and it hits the Philistine in the forehead. And the stone, the stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. Hallelujah. A small little stone takes out a giant when God's on your side. Hallelujah. How many of you know that God wants to kill some giants in this house tonight? How many of you know that? He's sick of that enemy attacking you. He's sick of that lion coming after you. He's about to grab his club and go get that lion. And we need to encourage him because we know who he is. I know he's a God who loves us. I know he wants the best for you. But we have to remember who he is, how much he loves us, how much he wants the best for your life. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. If everybody will stand with me today. David had no sword. So many times I feel that way, like I'm unarmed. But the enemy is in front of me and I don't got anything. I don't know how I can fix this problem. I don't even have a sword. I don't got anything on my side. And then I remind myself that I've got the one thing on my side that's more powerful than any sword on this earth. I've got the God who has the armies of heaven on his side. And he's not going to stand by while you get eaten by a lion. He ain't going to stand by while you get attacked by a bear. He ain't going to stand there while some giant talks trash to all of his children. Because he's still a giant slayer. 
So then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword out of the sheath. And David used it to kill him and cut off his head. And when all the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and they ran. It's time for us. You know, God's knocked down some giants in your life. God's knocked down some things in your life. But it's time for you to go over to that giant and pull that sword right out of him. I don't know how someone's calling me right now. It must be a, it must be a crime in the city somewhere. <laughs> but it's time for you to go over and to pull that sword out of the sieve and to chop the head off of that giant today. I'm sick of the enemy in my life. I'm sick of giants standing up talking bad about my people. I'm sick of them defiling the living God. So it's time for us to go take a sword from them and chop the head off that giant today. Because when all the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and they ran. When the enemy sees what God can do to the giants in your life, they're going to turn and they're going to run from you. But all this started in chapter 16 when David had an encounter with God. David wouldn't have been able to kill the giant on his own. David wouldn't have been able to get rid of all of this on his own. It took an experience with God. It took being anointed it took being full of the Holy Spirit to chop the head off of that giant. And I know there's some people in this room tonight. How many of you in this room tonight have felt like, I'm sick of fighting. I'm sick of having to fight lions and bears and giants. Oh my. How many of you guys feel like you wish you could just clip the heel of your rosy red slippers together and say there's no place like home. There's no place like my father's mansion. I'm done. I just want to go home. I don't want to have to fight any more lions and giants and bears. But oh my, we've got a God on our side. And guess what? He doesn't want you fighting lions and giants and bears either. He didn't anoint you to be a fighter. He anointed you to reign in the kingdom. This, what would David's life be if he just, if that's all he did was fight? There come a point we got to cut the head off that giant and we got to go reign with the king hallelujah that's what the holy spirit wants to do in this room today he wants to cut the head off of your giant so you can go reign in the kingdom he doesn't want you having to fight he doesn't it's his battle he'll fight the battle you just got to get yourself to this altar. You've got to get anointed with some oil. You need the Holy Spirit working inside you so that you can chop the head off this giant and be done with it. We're going to open this altar up right now. We've got prayer elders just like Samuel. we got elders up here just like Samuel anointed David for this. And they're willing to pray over you. They're willing to anoint you. They're willing to let God pour his Holy Spirit all over you so that all it takes is a stone to kill that giant that's standing in front of you do you want to speak I haven't done this to you before No, go ahead. listen this is a powerful message this morning David hear me today I just want to add to this David never called Goliath by his name 
He only said he's an uncircumcised Philistine. He said he was a giant. He said he was an enemy of God. He never said his name. And too many of us, we put the name of our giant in our mouth so much that it creates fear unnecessary. And instead of overcoming, here's the key. Here's the key. David didn't care what his name was. He knew his God could overcome the giant. Yes. Yes. The only name we need to know is Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. These altars are open, guys. They're already up here getting anointed. There's people already up here winning battles over their enemy. Don't leave here the way you came. Come forward today. Get a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. And let's go giant hunting together. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes. Greater, our God is stronger.